Welcome to Scream Queen's Horror Movie Road Trip Podcast. <laughs> that is your final girl, Miss Justine. Hey, what's up, Soul Survivor, Mr. Josh? Hello, everybody, and it's, it's an exciting day. It's a wonderful, amazing, just all-around beautiful day. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. Um, I got a beautiful feeling. Oh, what, what's your beautiful feeling? We're headed to Colorado. Yes, we are. Well, in fact, we're in Colorado. We're there. We're here. <laughs> we are headed to the Stanley Hotel in Estes State Park, which is located, I guess, inside the Rocky National Mountain Park. Yep. Rocky Mountain yep. National Park. So it's like parks and parks. and. Yep. And if you... State parks, I, national parks, 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 park, 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 park. If you park, listen park, to David Politis, you know state parks and national parks, people go missing and are never found again. So wish us luck. Okay. If you don't know about I mean, that, maybe I you say. don't know him, but like maybe you just know that people go missing in state parks and in national parks. So yeah, we're, we're that scared. Also. So yeah. we're going to a national park where we could go missing. And we on top have, of that, we're going to a haunted hotel. We've brought in leashes to connect to each other, to tether. We're not going to let go. So, I'll never let go, Justine. I'll never. No, you're always on my raft. <laughs> so, yeah, we're headed to the Stanley Hotel. You horror buffs out there know that that is the hotel that brought Inspiration. The yeah, is where yep. Stephen King got the Inspiration for his... For his novel. For his book. For his genius. <laughs> So his genius that led to another genius, genius making another work of art yes. called The Shining, 1980s Stanley Kubrick's film. Shining. Shining. <laughs> so we're heading to the Stanley Hotel. Can you fucking believe it? We're gonna get our spirit on while we're there. It's you know got a lot of yeah. It's apparently pretty recorded haunted. hauntings. Built in 1909, it is on the world. Um, heritage heritage uh-huh. registry of like I guess like badass hotels grand heritage hotel grand heritage registry, hotel yeah. I mean it's, it's fancy it's a pricey hotel we're just staying one night yeah so. we just got that one nighter we're going to Colorado we're going to Denver first make a little stop in Denver make a little stop stop in Denver um, overnight we are big South Park fans so you South Park fans out there that are listening know what Casa Bonita's is and Casa we Bonitas. are gonna grub at Casa Bonitas, Casa Bonitas, fun fun in the festive atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just gonna stay overnight, do a little brunch, and then head over to the Stanley and yeah, have a wonderful day. We're gonna see what Denver has to offer. What then, does Denver have to offer, we'll Denver? Go further into the mountains and go to the Stanley Hotel, which I'm most excited for and that's what we're gonna do once we get to the hotel we're at the hotel yeah we might go for a little hike or something but we're in a we're in a park so we probably will do that and just take advantage of Mm -hmm. all i mean it's a gigantic premises yeah so we're gonna be bougie af we're gonna be they have a whiskey bar we're gonna sit our happy asses at we're gonna order that room service Mm -hmm. there's pools there's jacuzzis there's All kinds of of just lazy... Do you think there's an animal menagerie or a... 
Um, you mean hedge like, maze? Yeah, hedge. Like in the book or and in the movie? Um, I mean, like it would. I, well, I mean, he. Where'd he get that inspiration? You know, like in he wrote the book. Like we'll see. Maybe like back in the seventies, there were hedge maze. Hedgy works of art. Hedgy. 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 I love hedgy art. I'm really into like hedgy art. It's yeah. like a combination of. Hedge and, and E. Yeah, it's like you've got to take some Molly, some E when you do the hedge art, so it's hedgy. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck we're saying. Anyways, we'll 1980s Stanley Kubrick horror masterpiece yes. that Stephen King hates. But we were talking earlier, and we think he's just jelly. I mean, he's a little peanut butter and jelly for sure. Some trivia behind the movie is uh, Stephen King wrote a draft for Kubrick, and Kubrick rejected that draft. No, he was like, I don't like where you're going with this, Steve. I really don't. He slapped him on the face and then the ass, because that's just their dynamic. With his cock. With, yes, with his... Stanley Kubrick whipped his dick out, slapped Stephen King. Teabagged him and said, "We're going. I'm going with a different writer. Yeah. Love your novel. Diane it's a great Johnson. piece of inspiration. I but... am inspired by someone else other than you. Thanks for your book, but we're going in a different direction. <laughs> and, and they did. They went in a different direction. And you know what? I think both are great. The yeah, book, they're all the of course, better for is a masterpiece. It. The, I mean, it's a, of all horror novels, people cite that sometimes as one of the best horror novels, The Shining. It's and, having read it. We both have read it, so. Yeah, and in the same regard, when it comes to horror movies, people hold The Shining as one of the best horror movies. Yeah. Even people that don't like horror movies often are like, I don't like horror movies, but I like The Shining. Like, The Shining's great. And they're not wrong. Yeah, it's, it's true. Great. I think Stephen King just needs to take a deep breath. Breasts. And realize... Well, his big complaint, which we're going to get into, is that there is he doesn't feel Jack Nicholson has much of an arc. That he's already crazy. You already know he's crazy, and that yeah, he's already there. Gone. So you don't get to see that him kind of dive into this depression, into this funk, into this murderous rampage. In this version, you're kind of expecting it, but I think that works in Kubrick's defense. I think that works because you're it add suspense. You know he's going to go crazy. You're like, this is Jack Nicholson. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. When is he going to go crazy? Oh, it's, is this moment? Yeah. When's Not it going to happen? Not a matter of, so, like, if he does, it's yeah, when he does. It adds anticipation. It adds suspense for me, anyways, the first time I saw it. Yes. That. So I think either way, there's no wrong way to portray Jack Torrance. No. He well, be, I mean, clearly be, Stephen King thought I was so. Saying, he could but... be like Stephen Weber in the made-for-TV adaption by Mick Garrison. McGarris, McGarrison. McGarris. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, okay, so. He needs to take a chill pill. Yeah, he needs to take a chill pill. While we're there, we're going to visit, I mean, in the movie, you know they what? have room 237, but when we get to the Stanley, we're going to visit room 217. Maybe he would prefer a chill enema instead of a chill oh. pill. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Nice, nice cold enema up your ass. You're a nussy. You're a nussy. nussy? You're a nussy. Oh my goodness. It might help. Okay. Well, all right. But hey, guys, Stephen King. We love Stephen King. We're just. I mean, is that really where you want to go? No, we love Stephen King. We love him. He's the master. We love him. I just thought he is the master. A chilly enema. My master. 
Thigh Master. Who <laughs> does Thigh Master? <laughs> Him and Susan, Susan <laughs> yeah. Summers. Oh gosh. Him and Suzanne Summers are just doing the Thigh Master. Golly, that's a really old reference. I yeah. don't know how many people are even going to get that. Just because it's old because I'm fucking old. Moving on. Move on up. Move on out. Okay, so 1980, Stanley Kubrick. We've already established that. The Shining. Shelley Duvall, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, strangely enough, I'm not sure what, if any, was actually shot in Colorado. They might have done some of those helicopter shots in Colorado, the car going. Yeah. Because um, the hotel itself is actually in Washington State. All the exterior shots. Yeah, all the exterior got. shots. And then they filmed all the interiors in a big sound studio in England. So that's where Stanley Kubrick is chilling and hanging out. Yeah, he's like, I'm, he, was he's, he was kind of an expat. He kind of lived the end of his life, last like 40 years or whatever in the UK. He lived in the UK. Because the Not UK the USA. is okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so let's go. Let's get into it. Movie movie opens with what you just mentioned, those shots of um, Denver. Yes, we'll end that classic opening music. Yes, the soundtrack. It was soundtrack. actually that made that, that was in 1980 you? before I was born. Before you were born, yeah. We did that. That's interesting. Was, was, I wonder how that would have worked. You it was know? a really interesting time in my non-life life, you yeah. know? When you were just sound, yeah. Before you were, I was just born like into a human, a seed and an egg, and I somehow made the sound. It was Burner. awesome. Yeah. So that opens up. We get beautiful mountainous uh, landscape, and we're following a camera's following a car through and these winding roads. Yeah, and like you said, that music, it you know from the get go, something is gonna happen. Some gotta do with Something's something. Gotta That's do with right. This music's gotta, gotta do some do something. something. And uh, Jack Torrance, as we come to find Jack Nicholson, he arrives at this gorgeous hotel oh, in the mountains. Beautiful. I love the look of the hotel. It's foreboding as well. Yeah. It's closing down. Doesn't look as busy. Yeah, and he's got himself an interview. What's he interviewing for? I mean, it doesn't look that busy. What he's, you needing a job for, he's, Josh? He's trying to better his life, you know. He's an abusive alcoholic, and he's there to get a job because he's a writer on top of all that. Mm. And he's like, hey, this job as a caretaker out in an isolated, beautiful hotel. Yes. Gorgeous massive hotel. He's like, I could do that. That'll help me write. During the winter time. I'm going to go have this interview with Mr. Ullman. Mm-hmm. He's going to ask me some questions and tell me I'm perfect for the job. Also, while he's interviewing, though, the guy's like, I didn't tell you. Her last caretaker went a little crazy and hacked up his family with an axe. Yes. And Jack's like, oh, well, <laughs> Jack is... I can't do a Jack Nicholson impression. I'm not going to try again this episode. Actually, I take that back. I probably will try again because I have no shame. But I will fail miserably. Because I'm not Jack Nicholson, man. <laughs> See? There I went. I told you. I keep, <laughs> I, I keep my word. All right. <laughs> Great. So, uh, we've got an interview going on. And then back at home, down the mountain, but in Denver, we have... Shelly Duvall. Smoking a cigarette inside of her house with her child. Yes. She's just hanging out. Because in 1980, you didn't care about your kids' lungs or secondhand smoke or any of that. You just did what the fuck you wanted. 
She's like, I'm an adult. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to blow it in Danny's face, she says, in um, some of the unseen footage. In the unseen footage, unseen yeah. Footage. Yeah. It's not even, like, on the DVDs because it's unseen footage. Oh. But I've seen it. Okay. So it's unseen to some, <laughs> but not Try- to me. <laughs> trying to follow that. <laughs> okay, so we meet Wendy Torrance, and oh, she Shelley is sitting the ball, there, God bless her soul, chatting uh, with uh, her, well her son, her son, who's just finger talking, finger playing. She's like, hey, what does she call it? But it's not sport, but they always doc. doc. Hey, doc, I'm Shelly the ball, and and uh, Danny is the son, and he's like. Oh, six or so, seven. Yeah, you get the feel. Yeah. Quiet, reserved. Like he, he, he's having thoughts to himself. You know, like we see because we see in his head, but his mom doesn't see these things, and he doesn't really. She's too busy smoking her cigarette and smiling. He's also young, so he doesn't really have like much of a way to articulate like what all the visions that throughout the film he gets in his head. So we get him finger play talking. Not He's finger banging, his, finger playing. He has an imaginary friend that he talks to. Tony. Tony. And Tony, Tony lives in his mouth. Tony lives in his mouth. His little finger lives in his mouth. <laughs> Tony, the voice. Yeah, it's kind of hard to... Well, he says, like, Tony lives in my mouth. Tony's got to go in the mouth. <laughs> but uh, he uh, he's talking. He collapses. His mom finds He has him. a spell. He has himself a little a fainting spell. A little spell. After he's had a vision because his friend Tony is telling him, your dad's getting that job. Shit's going downhill. Yeah. And... Yeah. Things uh, aren't looking good, Danny. And so he sends him some visions of, like, what what exactly or, you know, what might be, uh, you know, around the corner for him. Collapses, and Wendy's like, oh, i got to call the doctor! Oh, my goodness! So we get a doctor that comes over, and Wendy kind of explains why they even moved to Denver. She's like, well, you see, my husband, like I said earlier, you know, he's a... Abusive, and he's an alcoholic, and she doesn't say any of these things. Say that. By well, the she's way. like, oh, well, you know, it's just like one of those situations where you know you, you grab your son, and you do it so many times, and it's just like one time you yeah. grab him just right. You know, she's, she's being excuses. She's, she's like a battered wife, basically. Yeah. she's making excuses she's for her awful husband. Definitely coming across as someone. Sure, who people might make be. mistakes, but in the novel, it, this isn't a one and done. He's like beat up a college kid. Right. It's like a high, high school, school kid. kid. Yeah. Like, he's, like he's an he was an English teacher at a private high school. And he's he, got rage issues, and he's, he's got yeah rage issues and behavioral therapy. Also an alcoholic, and you know he's got writer's block. So, and he blames all of that. He's resentful of his family. Like, and in the movie, you get the feeling like he resents his family. He seems annoyed by them. That he's put in because of them. Even the idea that he has to come to the overlook, you know, this like idea that like I've got to do this because I have to work for my family and they have to come with me and oh like, my god, there's my such a nuisance yeah. and stuff. Can't so get, yeah, he's really selfish. He is. And then cut to they're in the car. We get some other nice, beautiful helicopter shots. Some of that same ominous. 
and they're just chit-chatting about the Dahmer family. Yeah, inside. they're right. Talking to about the cannibalism. Hotel, yeah. It's wholesome. It's 1980s family values. Talking yeah, it's also a lot of like people. passive aggressiveness between like, like you just get the feeling from the get-go that Jack Torrance hates his wife Wendy. Yeah, you're like, He's, why did you marry such a gem like Shelley Duvall or Wendy if you can't appreciate the goddess that you have? And she's, yeah, she's so sweet all throughout. She's always coming across as, I'm trying, I'm trying to be a good wife. Like, she's I'm rolling with the punches. Sweet and confused. Yes, yeah. She's always like, what's going on yeah. in my life? Okay, I just go with the flow. All right. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just, you know, work through it. That, that, that'll be okay. Yeah, and she, yeah, she's puzzled a lot at, like, what's going on with her son, her husband. A lot of people have accused Kubrick of kind of being misogynistic in this movie, that his version of Wendy is very weak and, you know, always crying, always kind of taking shit from Jack, you know, in the later scene, he's just mean to her, and she's just like, okay. But I think it, he's, she's a character from a different time, you know, I don't think, I think in a way he wasn't trying to make a statement about women's lib or yeah, it might yeah, I'm it woman here probably was, yeah wasn't that at but all. I think she does have a good arc at the end she saves her son mm-hmm. she beats They've up survived. Jack yeah. pulls him into you know we'll get into everything later but I assume you guys have heard seen the movie um, you know she saves the day in the end spoiler mm-hmm. but so I don't see her as a negative character. No, she's smart on her toes. She picks up on things and pieces it together. She just also is kind of like exasperated. And she is taking on the struggles of her family. Her husband clearly has, you know, some yeah. mental like And is it misogynistic to say like a woman can have many emotions? She could be scared. She could yeah, be frightened. She could be sad. And then she's tough and saves, you know, saves she the day. She survives and saves her kid yeah I think everybody men women we're well rounded that's what's important making well rounded characters you can be scared you can make the dumb choices but then redeem yourself yeah that's the great thing about Hollywood because sometimes that doesn't happen in life but can in a movie it can and it does in this movie or at least that's our opinion so they get they get get to the the hotel yeah Yeah, we get to the hotel (laughs) and they are impressed uh, Mr. Ullman and uh, shows them around, gives them, you know, the general layout of the hotel because, of course, they're going to be the ones taking care of it. It's now, it's off-peak. I would like closing. to know if they recreated the actual interior of the hotel. You know, does it look like the one in Washington? I'm sure at this point it's been renovated and redecorated or whatnot, but I wonder if at the time what they filmed in London did look like the hotel's interior. Of the actual hotel. Yeah. But I digress. Maybe someone can send us a little message or on Instagram. Or we could read further and then follow that up on yeah. the other end of the podcast. Yeah, if we can find out, we'll tell Figure you. Figure out maybe if that is. Because that is a pondry right mm-hmm. there. Look at you. Look at um, me. Look at him, guys. <laughs> okay, so we get... Also, we get to meet our friend, the head chef, Dick Halloran. And... Oh, Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers, yes. And he... Uh, when he meets the family, he immediately recognizes in uh, our sweet little Danny something that he has in himself and conveys a message telepathically to Danny. 
And he does it in a way that doesn't scare him. I think the mm-hmm. first thing he says to him is like, hi, Doc, you like ice cream? Yeah, want some ice you cream. You know, asking and... about ice cream. Yeah. They have a good little relationship. Like, And he's very warm. warm uh, maternal. Yeah, like you can tell that he uh, wants this fa- He wants the best for this family, but he also, because we come to know that this thing that uh, Danny has is maybe called The Shining. Yeah, and he tells Danny, they get a moment alone why the parents, Shelley Duvall and Jack Nicholson slash Torrance. The Torrance Just fans, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're touring, learning things about the boiler room, whatnot. They go on a, you know, they just go on a tour of the hotel. Yes. And so they leave him with Dick Halloran. And Dick. Halloran. Dick Halloran's like, hey, my name's Dick. <laughs> no, it's not short for Yo, Richard my name either. Is Dick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he explains that he has this thing called the Shining, Shining, and he tells Danny about how there's going to be some things that Danny might see in the hotel. You call for me if you need me. Yeah, and you will kind of figure out how to call for me in such a way, uh, and that, like, he might see things around, but, like, that they shouldn't be able to hurt him. Yeah. They're kind of just, I mean, they're ghosts in, in the hotel, and... But he should stay away from room 237. Yes. I'm trying to think right now on the top of my head. Does this conversation happen before or after Danny sees the twins in, like, the rec room playroom? Because there's a moment where Danny's by himself playing, like, in a games room. And the twins walk in and freak Danny out. And it's the first time you hear that, come it play ha- with us, it Danny. It happens after. It happens yeah, after. but it's directly okay. after. Directly yeah, after. so he kind of, like... You know, I mean, after they leave, he have, Danny immediately starts seeing these twin girls, either not mutilated or mutilated and axed up in a hallway. And we met them at Frymare a few years ago. We actually were on an elevator with them. Heck yeah, we I were. Tried to sneak a pic, but I could only get one of the twins in the picture. But we've been on an elevator with the shining twins. That was so much fun. They were there signing autographs and meeting fans of. The Shining. It they're, was cool. They're still very British. Because you remember, they didn't really film this much in America. Come play with us, Danny. Dan, hello, Danny. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, Jack's mental health is just kind of immediately deteriorating. In real life or in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> in Well, because of this podcast, we're talking about the movie. Yeah, so. oh, I know. Uh, just <laughs> jokes. <laughs> He, um, Jack also is having his own kind of visions where he sees things that aren't there. Or maybe they are there, but they're ghosts. And that's the thing. They shouldn't be there. (laughs) We're seeing maybe something that is there or maybe something that's in their head. Playing with, playing with my heart. They do kind of play with that aspect. Like, is this all in Jack's head? Is he just going crazy, you know, because he's not drinking and he has rage issues? Is he just going crazy? Is this all in his head? Or are there really ghosts? Are there ghosts among us? Yeah. Call the ghost hunters. Because the ghosts don't seem to ever harm anybody. Yet. But I think that that's the thing, is they're influencing the whole time. And and so, although Dick Halloran told Danny, it isn't so much that they themselves can hurt you, but this place, this can have an effect. 
on your daddy's dick. <laughs> okay, all right. So let's uh, get into the weather. Well, right now it's about, my car says it's 69 degrees and sunny here in Colorado. Kind of how the movie gets paced out once snow starts arriving is it's like a countdown like day by day. Tuesday. Yeah. And one of the biggest jumps is a title marker that says Tuesday really fast. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. It's kind of, at this point, kind of a classic jump scare is that title card. I've heard other people... Other people is the biggest fear by it too. I've heard other people say that it's like not just me, guys. <laughs> but okay, so the weather it's still relatively warm and um Shel uh Shelly Duval okay, we gotta start calling them Wendy. their names. Wendy and Danny, they go for a walk in the hedge maze and we get to like see just how labyrinthian. Well, they got their this. cute little flannels yes, on. Yes, they're adorable. And Jack from this point on in the movie, it just keeps distancing himself because he's like saying like, yeah, I'll meet you guys out there. I'll go on a walk. But no, he's far more interested in like walking around the hotel, seeing the rooms, sitting in front of his typewriter, throwing a ball up against the wall. And you, you think he's busy. He's always writing. He's writing away. He won't let Lindsay look. Hear that click, click, click. And by he won't let like Wendy look, I mean like he's a dick me. about not letting Wendy look. He is so She comes and gives him like a little goodnight kiss one evening and she's like, well hi hun. I can come by and make give you some sandwiches. Now you do have really good <laughs> Wendy. Well, hi, like, hun. So you're, you're Jack, I'm gonna say you know, not needs a little good. bit more finessing but the Wendy, like hi. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the only thing I can say like Wendy towards this. Well hi hun. Well hi hun. Well hi hun. It's like, <laughs> now I'm laughing too self-conscious about it. <laughs> Okay. Well, they go walking around and they're finding all the dead ends and the hedge maze and Wendy and Danny are just having a time of it and Jack is working on some. Is this when she comes in and he's a dick to her? I was going into that, but I can't remember if that's right now. I feel like it's getting there. It's getting there. I mean, like, it's fine. We don't necessarily have to, like... We're she tries to give him a little kiss on the sandwich. She says, hi, hun. And hi, he hun. is so mean to her. Tells her to get the fuck out. Yells at her. And then she's just like, okay. <laughs> like, sure. backs out like a little sad puppy. You know, yeah. She's looking all cute. She's got her hair in these little braids. She's looking all happy with her hands in her dress pockets. Ugh. He's such so a fucking rude. And I'm like, there's nobody cooler than, like, 70s, early 80s Shelley Duvall. Okay. 70s, early 80s Shelley Duvall is a wonderful Shelly. Yeah. It's the best Shelly. Now she's, we need to help her. We she need, needs she help. Needs, hashtag Shelly needs and help. And not by Dr. Phil. No. Hashtag, what keep, fuck hashtag was that? keep Dr. Phil away from Shelly. Hashtag no more Dr. Phil. No. Okay. A scene that I, I really enjoy that's coming up next is Danny riding around on his little tricycle all throughout oh, the overlook. Yeah. Again, we get this like this sound. Yeah, the this, sound design. Is the so cool. the uh, there's no music right now. All we're hearing is the wheels rolling on and off the carpet, uh, and then the wood floor, and that's what's creating this rhythm. This yeah, this buildup of sorts, you know, because he's weaving in and out of the room. Yeah, he's going on carpet onto the hardwood floor, yes. on carpet onto the hardwood floor. So it's giving this like weird 
almost like a hum sound, like, and then he gets onto the wood. It's like, bum, 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 yeah, a rhythm. Yeah. A cadence. Is good. Yeah, it's, it's... And it's unsettling. It is unsettling. And you're like, you feel What's gonna like... What's going to happen? You feel the loneliness of him going through that hotel, because it's almost echoey. And it's just the three of them. And, or it, and the fact that he can just ride his tricycle around inside also lends to the nature of how big that place is. Yes. It it's really sprawling. gives you the sense yes. of how... And there's like event rooms that he, you know, goes past and all and that. He's just cruising along having a good time. If I was a kid living in a huge hotel, I would be in heaven. Oh, that... Yeah, it would be... Exploring rooms and the ground. Going and... all around. Um, so Danny... Happens upon room two, three, seven. seven. Yes, they changed the number in the movie because the hotel didn't want people. I guess there really wasn't a two thirty-seven in that hotel in Washington. So that was something I'd read before. That was a stipulation, like, yeah, you can film here, but you need to change it to two thirty-seven. We don't want people really scared to go into two seventeen. However, I feel like that would have been a big deal. Like people would be going to their hotel, like, no, I want room two seventeen. That's what people do at the Stanley people. Yeah. That was the room King stayed in. It's a bad Now it's notorious. Really and yeah. It needs, yeah. And there's other rooms because we, uh, like Ghost Hunters, had a episode where they went to a few rooms and some like had some activity. 401. 401, 407, and four, or 428 is what I have written down. Haunted. Yeah. So we'll probably scoot, scoot by there. Okay. So. He goes by room 237, and it's a jar. And he's like, oh, let me see what's going on in this little baby. And he's all adventuring in there. And when we've got Wendy, who's in the kitchen. Wendy's always in the kitchen, because she's always making something for everybody. Even at the beginning, the chef uh, Halloran is like, you could eat all of this food for a whole year. You wouldn't even need to go outside. My favorite at one point is she has this ginormous can of fruit cocktail. Yes! She, she pours it into this bowl and I'm like, girl, who is eating that whole fucking can and bowl of fruit cocktail. cocktail? Yeah. Maybe she'll just, she'll put some saran wrapper foil on top of it and put it in the refrigerator. Because <laughs> they had, it was like at least a gallon of fruit cocktail. And she was just like, I I'm it, in it. I love fruit. Fruit is my candy. Do you think it was in light syrup or? I think it was on full, <laughs> like high fructose corn syrup. Syrup. Okay, so she's getting food ready. Jack's asleep at his typewriter, and he's like kind of screaming. She can hear in the distance. He's like, oh, oh, she comes oh. running from like Jack, Jack. What's what's going what's on? Wrong? And he's oh, collapsed and to the floor. Hasn't right before then. Danny, it was like snowing outside. Danny's like, can I go into the room to get my toy? And she's like, only if you're quiet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or yes. that later? No, that's before because what's going to happen after is like Danny is comes out and he's got his sweater all torn. Yeah, and didn't Danny go in and Jack is all weird like, come talk to me. Sit next to me. Oh, Danny. sit on my yeah. Sit on my lap. Yeah, it's really a toy. an unnerving scene. And well, that, he's just slowly deteriorating. And Jack Nicholson's a great actor, so the idea that Stephen King or whoever, other people who agree with him, say there's no character development, I right there is a perfect example of it. He is starting to slowly unwind into madness, and even though it's Jack Nicholson, he still plays the different levels of his mania. Yes. That spiraling 
of just like he just goes from well he tried to be a family man to like a murdering maniac wielding an axe and right here is a good scene where you feel like maybe he's getting possessed or like the yeah. hotel is really getting to him so he's wailing and Wendy runs to see what, like, what's wrong with Jack and he's laying there on the floor and he tells her I had this terrible dream that I, I killed you and Danny and I didn't just kill you I chopped you up into pieces and it's she's like oh my goodness well let's all go you know lay down and then in comes Danny and he looks just like frightened and, and he's got she, these markings all over his yeah, neck yeah she sees them and she's like what's happened and I mean, okay, so you've already had one time where your husband jerked your son's arm out of socket when he was a babe. You were already hateful to your wife the day before. Mm-hmm. You've been really unsettling the last couple weeks, Dad. Um, Something's been off. So, maybe Wendy goes the accusatory route and just flips out and says, like, oh my gosh, you've done you this, did this to him. You did this! Was that good? Oh, that was really good. <laughs> and she accuses him, and then oh, she takes you. Danny and kind of like goes back to the oh, suite. Could you? That's really good. That's what I, she says. I almost like uh-huh. you, you could have taken the role of in Doctor in Sleep. Sleep of Wendy instead of that girl, even though she did a phenomenal job. So like you would. I think I could have done better. You could have done better. Yeah. Well, Jack's really frustrated about it, and he finds himself wandering maddeningly into one of the hotel's little event bar areas. And at the beginning, the uh, Mr. Ullman had mentioned like all the liquor would be taken from the hotel. It was for liability reasons. But he goes in there and he's wandering around looking at like the bar, the empty bar, closes his eyes, puts his head down, lifts it back up, and there is Lloyd. He's like, hi, Mr. Torres. Hi, Lloyd. And not only is he Lloyd, but he knows he's Lloyd. And he has, like, a rapport with him. And he's like, hey, can I get myself a drink? And there's, like, drinks and a bar with liquor. It's, it's all full. What? All of a sudden, it had been an empty bar. Crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy. And does he actually have his first drink right now? Yes. Yes. So he takes a little sip sip. And is the... All of a sudden, everybody's in the bar, too, right? Dancing, or is this later? I feel like there's two bar There's two bar scenes, yeah. Okay. So this is the one where he leaves, and then he goes to that room 237 himself, right? Yes, and he holds the bathtub Uh, lady. This is a notoriously frightening scene, and it plays on people's expectations. (laughs) It does. I'm sure some men get a boner, and then... It deflates pretty quick. Because there is... Okay, so Jack ends up in room 237, and there is a gorgeous woman who stands up out of a bathtub. She naked. Oh, well, we also need to mention, at one point, Shelly Duvall kind of comes back out, and she's like, Jack, Jack! He's, there's somebody in the hotel. Remember? Oh, yeah, she tells him about room 237. So she's like, yeah. I kind of forgive you, sorry, I blamed you, but yeah. she's all crying, she's like, says, or Danny says there's a woman in the hotel that attacked her. That yes, attacked so that's why, that's why he goes, goes to room, to room 237. 237. Yep. It, sorry guys, so he opens the door, and Danny's like having a seizure while 
Jack's like in the room in room yeah, 237. Like yeah. And he uh and then uh Dick Halloran is at his house um in Florida because he also like he was leaving at the beginning of the movie. Oh my gosh, in the I distance the we can see mountains, guys. We see the Rockies. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, we have to immediately stop what we're talking about. Guys, there's mountains in front of us. We see mountains. We're from Oklahoma. We don't have mountains. Well, we do. We actually have well, four different little, mountain ranges. But they have just little, not, yeah. mountains. little mountains. We don't have Rocky Mountains. No, this is huge. These are real mountains. We have like, oh, it's not cute. We'll call it a mountain. It's cute. A little tit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Jack. So, we have a lot of things going on. Dick Halloran in Florida. He's kind of having a moment where he's thinking he needs to contact I love when the they cut away to Dick Halloran because he has these wonderful and beautiful like big 70s yes his pastel oil paintings of these beautiful african women oh man his whole aesthetic yeah, his, his whole, whole yeah, is very african yeah. and yeah, he's the naked himself. women portraits above his bed yes, and above everything. his tv but it's like it's also very kubrick too like something yeah the whole aesthetic it's like it's dick it's kubrick it's one of the same yeah love it um, okay, so we've got also right before it just just to mention that Wendy's been trying to stay in contact with the outside world by being on the uh, CB oh, radio. Yeah. So she's had a few little conversations. Yeah, with so some she's established a rangers. relationship with the Ranger, so that just will come into play. CBC one to CBC two, and um, and so she's kind of she knows ah. that she could reach out to them if she needed to. She knows that, and maybe somebody else does too. Is it going to snow today? <laughs> and, and yeah, that's kind of how CBC she really figures out CBC the two. snow is coming that is going to eventually snow them in and lead yeah. to this real cabin fever. And okay, so we've got Jack in the hotel room in two thirty-seven. He peeks in. He sees someone in the shower. He's getting a closer look, and it's like this model, statuesque, beautiful woman. She's getting out of the tub, like, one saucy leg at a time. And Slow she is tits out, vag out, butt out. She's just out. Pubic hair out. She got bush. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I'm a woman. Hear me roar. Mm-hmm. And she comes up to Jack, and Jack is just, like, astounded. He's like, whoa, okay, my kid was right. There is a woman in here, but she's beautiful, and I'm going to... Lisa I got McGowan a boner. Got Wendy up there scared. Oh, she won't ever know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what his thought process was. Yeah, he goes, I think he's just enraptured. You yeah. know, like, it's an illusion. You know, the hotel's it's, taking yeah. over. So he they, he starts kissing that woman, and he is kind of growing Feeling aware of this change in he's her like, hmm, appearance. She and, yeah. rather slimy. Then he realizes he's holding a... Uh, a water bloated corpse of the woman who is there instead and she's cackling and laughing (laughs) at him. (laughs) I love your cat. She's like a real witch. She is. Like I think she's in Robert Eggers, the witch. No, I made that up. No, that didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh -uh. I made that up. What are you talking about? I made it up. You made it up? So yeah, he's he's a little freaked. He's a little freaked. And he goes back and he tells yeah, Wendy. He's stumbling out of there. Scared. And he's just like, uh Everything's cool. It's fine. The door was open, so yeah, I guess. I saw some puss. I 
guess he, he was in there. The yeah. door's open, but yeah. I didn't see like a model that I made up with and cupped her boobs turn into a big bloated corpse. It no. wasn't anything like that. Wendy, that didn't happen, babe. When he's like, well, I think we've got to take Danny to the doctor then because of what he's saying. He's got to go this, to the doctor. This is, this is the, this is the last part. This is the last draw for Jack. Is she's, she's scared again. She's like, we've got to take him to the doctor and she's crying and he's like, he kind of has a flip. Well, he's no, just, he, he has the, we're kind of out of sequence. Before that scene, he has his final talk with, um, previous caretaker in the bathroom he goes back to the bar has his drink this is when he really gets influenced to go after his wife and kid and it also gets weirdly racist in the bathroom no uh well is that's the attendant happening? that's a different so it's not lloyd the bartender yeah, he goes the and the, well, he goes sees delbert and, yeah he's the yeah. bathroom attendant quote yeah. unquote, but he's also they're like no you're the original caretaker he's like i've always been here yeah, yeah. Some. Okay, so, but, okay, so Wendy is like, we gotta, gotta go. He's like, no, I don't want to. Uh, you've really fucked my life over. I, like, I'm, I'm just over this. And he goes back, and there's this big party going on in the extravagant little bar room that he was just in. Yeah, and he goes he, into yeah. the bathroom. It's and a he very sees the, scene. Yeah, sees the butler and does all that and then Dick Halloran again's trying to get a hold of the hotel and yeah in uh, that bathroom that's basically when he gets convinced he's like you've got to do something about it he's call, calling your son is calling that he doesn't say black man he's, yeah. he uses some horrendous language Yes, that always makes me so uncomfortable when I watch him like well, I he, they say it back evil. and forth yeah, yeah like it's, I guess that's what they're going with that. I, the racial yeah. slur is just—it's like, I don't know. Slight, it's well, it's it's unnecessary, but I also—it's it's like are, are they it's kind of out of place, like because this guy is a ghost that's been there for decades. Like that's yeah, because he he's like a nineteen twenties. Something he would have used in the twenties. Like, yeah, and then Jack Nicholson says it. Uh, Jack Nicholson when he I says, says it, it's, quizzically. Uh -huh, like, like what? Like the N word? What? Like. But kind of, yeah, yeah, it's said at but least he, three times. But he convinces Jack that like you you've got to get rid Things of. Things are going are out of your hands now unless you do something. And okay, so Jack. This is when he goes after Wendy. Jack goes, yeah. But Wendy has done some sleuthing on her own. She finally goes and looks at this book he's been working on. Yep. Has been so mean and nasty to her about. Go, she wants to go read some of his pages. It's like, you know what, motherfucker? What have you been doing this whole goddamn time? At this point, he should have a full novel written. And it's pretty girthy and big. It looks like a pages. thick stack of pages. And it's the real thin. I mean, this is like t typewriter that he's yeah. writing on. It's 1979. You know, it's 1980 when the movie comes out. But Starts flipping through the pages and they all say the same thing. But they're all formatted. Like, he thinks in his head he's writing a, a story. Yeah, it's no. a, yeah, like and they just say all work and no play make Jack a dull boy. And it maybe and that's <sighs> all they say pages and pages and pages. Pros and pros all, and just the same. All work and no play make sentence. Jack a dull boy. And it freaks her out. She's looking at it, and then Jack sneaks up behind her and startles her. 
and she's carrying this bat. And he's like, how do you like it? Like, he just... And she's like, Jack, I think we need to get Daddy and get out of here. Oh, my God, that's really good. And he's like, take Danny. Yeah. I have responsibilities. And she's like, no, we got to take him. And he's leading her up the stairs, and he's freaking her out. He's like, no, and all Wendy I'm going to do is bash your fucking head in. So Wendy hits him. Yeah, she's swinging on for a while, and finally she's like, all right, motherfucker. And she gets him. She whacks him once in the head, and then she's like, there's no turning back now. And she whacks him again. Yeah, he falls. He loses his balance. She he whacks up, him. Um, she whacks him a lot. Oh, damn. You, why are you but, jerking your hand like that? You are nasty. she whacks him. Whacks him off? But with a baseball bat, not with her hand. Or wax on, wax off. Like, she, you she know, She whacks him with a baseball motion. bat, not wax him off, okay? Wax off. You're dirty. Oh, I'm dirty. You were the one doing the hand gestures, okay, I, everyone. I might have brought it up. Okay. So we've got um, Wendy, who just pummeled him in the... Okay, he yeah. topples down the stairs. When he gets back up, he's hurt his ankle. So we get now that visual that's remembered forever, this iconic Jack Nicholson going down the hallway, dragging his ankle. He's, well, first she drags him into... To the big it's oh yeah she gets him in the pantry it's and not, locks him in there yeah she locks him to the big walk-in pantry and she drags him and locks him in there and, and she's all like I'm sorry I'm sorry and he wakes up right before she can shut it he almost gets her and he's locked in there and he's screaming for her who comes along and helps him out um, the Delbert guy. Delbert guy. But he also, Jack went to that CB radio and he fucked with the radio. Yeah, and she he tells her, to, like, yeah. I've got the pieces for the, you know, in here. So she can't open it up. And so. she also runs out. There's like this big. The big cat. The big cat. Snow cat, yeah. yeah. Snow cat, how they can get out in the snow. Yeah, an emergency, in case. And the insides of it have been ripped open. And Delbert's like. Jack, we've got to get out of here. You've got things to do. You've got a family murder. Yeah. <laughs> and the pantry door just okay. unlocks. So ghosts are yeah. helping. They are helping. And when yeah, they are hurting. They're not they're hurting. They're not helping. And Wendy, um, so Wendy she goes to check and confirms what he has said about the fact that he sabotaged the snowcat too. So he's yeah. sabotaged the CB radio. And the snowcat. She can't get out. Oh, holy hell. At this point, uh, yeah, she, she runs She goes back up into her room, falls asleep. With her Danny son. gets into a trance. He's got a knife. He's like, red rum! Red rum! Red rum, red rum! Yeah, she wakes up, and this is when you get the reveal that red rum means murder. He's written it on the door. The mirror flips it. We see it. Yeah, he's been kind of saying it for a minute now. Red rum! <laughs> And she wakes up and sees it through the mirror and sees that it says murder. And she starts screaming. Freaks her out. And then, perfect timing, here comes Jack with the axe. And he's now, you know, we get that shot of him coming down the hallway. He's dragging the axe. And he's, I'm coming for you. You know, I'm going to get you. So she runs with Danny into the bathroom. And they're hiding out in there. And she's able to get, because it's snowed and snowed and snowed and piled up high. They are snowed in. They don't, there's, there's not, like, they're trapped, needless to say. And also, they're not really wearing the most conducive yeah, she clothing. she has, like, a blue robe on high. and her pajamas. He's got his pajamas on. She finally, though, sticks him out the window. Luckily, they're on, like, what, maybe the third floor or something. 
but there's a big snowdrift that acts like a slide. She sticks him out of the window, slides him down the snowdrift. Yeah. She tries to get out herself, but the window will not open any further. She can't. Yeah, she just can't get she fit. Can't get out. And so she's in the bathroom. We with have her with the knife that Danny had because he was also possessed. And she's standing there up against that door frame. We get that Jack Nicholson. Shot. Yeah. Axing his way in Here's the door. Johnny. And she's ah, just screaming, like, because, yeah, it's fucking frightening. Your husband is trying and to kill you. You're stuck in this little bathroom. You have nowhere to go. She definitely sells the fear. People who say that she gives a terrible performance, no. I don't get it. You might find her. She might look not be of, your flavor. Yeah, but, she, yeah, you might. You know, I hear a lot of people be like, she's ugly. No. I'm like, no, she's offbeat looking. She was gorgeous back in her day. Oh, she had that doe-eye, just, yeah, she was so gorgeous. I mean, she's and She just might person, be off-putting so, to some yeah. people, but she's not a terrible actress. She's yeah. great, and she's and great in this movie. When Jack Nicholson does that Johnny Carson, like, opening he, the, what's his name? Who, who would introduce? Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. No, but who oh, would introduce it was, him? It was him that would say it. House. But it was him that would say, yeah. here's Johnny. It's the guy that used to do the publisher clearinghouse stuff. Damn it. I forget. But yeah, I mean, it's a reference yeah. to the Tonight Show. Yeah. And Jack sticks his hand through the door to turn the knob. And uh, Wendy slashes him with the knife. And he, you know, he obviously like takes his hand back. And he's like, oh, man. And they start hearing like what a honking or like a big motorized sound. The For the last kind of like few scenes, you've been seeing the adventure of... Uh, yeah, Dick we could kind of go he's, off on that yeah, right he's now. Flown to my from Miami. Whenever to uh, Danny was having that seizure that we mentioned, yeah. is when and uh, he's like he needs my Jack help. was in the room two three seven. Yeah, so he gets there by snowcat. So he brings so, a snowcat up as yeah. well. A lot of the action we've been talking about has been taking place for over a day, and yeah. so. Dick has had time to like leave Miami. He's flown into Denver. He's now renting a snowcat because, well, no, he had to drive from somewhere five hours and to yeah. pick up the snowcat to then drive to the Overlook. Yeah, so but he's, he's had been his, on own his own little adventure journey, yeah. and along the way, been getting those little shines from Danny updates, kind of of the basically the temperature of the yeah of his he's parents. Like, well, they're still alive. Yeah. Um. So. We hear that honking. Dick has arrived inside Wendy's, the hotel. Wendy's saved by the snowcat noise. This is sad, though, because, like, this is, I think, the downer in the whole movie is here we are. We've gone on that little adventure with Dick Halloran to get back to the Overlook, and he immediately is this, like, sacrificial yeah, in the could, kill that Well, you find out in Dr. Sleep he didn't die, and you also, in the book, he doesn't die, so... He just gets hurt really bad in this movie. <laughs> right. Well, but yeah. I mean, like in in this movie though, like you're you're led to believe that he is Probably, dead. Yeah. Like we didn't for a really long time, we didn't think that like he was alive. But, but now we know yeah. there's hope. But okay. yeah, he's walking around Dick so he gets in the hotel looking for them. Accident, but like. Uh, Jack Nicholson comes upon him and kills him with an axe. Jumps out. Jump scare, jump out, jump scare, gets him right in the gut with the axe. And the second he does it, Danny sees it like through the shining, and it scares the fuck out of Danny. He just starts screaming, and Jack hears Danny. Because Dan hadn't Danny been hiding in the kitchen? 
because he, he had run back in the house. Yeah, they yeah, 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 yeah. The house yeah, the hotel. yeah. He'd gone back in, and he went and hid in the kitchen under a cabinet. Danny's back in the house, and so when Dick gets killed, he screams, and it's and Danny Kinda, hears, yeah, or Jack, John, Jack hears Danny, and knows that he's going down the hallway, and just kind of. Shelly Duvall's running around out. trying to find both of them, trying yeah. to save her son. She's now wondering where Jack went, where Danny went. And she's also almost like trapped in this labyrinth of the hotel. And everything spooky in the hotel is trying to yeah, keep her away are, yeah, from her son. Coming out. You, shocking and horrifying her. She sees people with like a guy with his head split open. Um, Lloyd, I think, right? Or no, or one of the spirits. It's one of the spirits, yeah. She sees a furry giving a blowjob to a man. Like you do. <laughs> like, she's just running around seeing all this yeah. creepy shit. She sees the hallway with all the blood. Some and... of it nonsensical, like the guy in the bear costume giving head. But it, and then we, it's weird and creepy. The elevator scene with all the blood. Yeah, it happens. It happens, well, yeah. and that well, very classic shot. Kind of from the yeah. Beginning, but well, you Danny see the has seen. Yeah, Danny's seen it in his head, but we get to see yeah, that. Yeah, Shelly or Wendy sees it now. The full elevator open, the blood pouring out of the elevator uh, doors, and it's a very classic scene that now we it's like all washing know. the lobby away. Uh, it's it's awesome. That's yeah, really <laughs> visually cool. stunning. Apparently, it took days to film. Days, which I believe it's Kubrick. It's yeah. A million shots. Okay, so Danny does escape. He goes outside to the hedge maze, and he's yeah. Da- going, Jack is now after him. He's right on his heels, going through the maze, and he quickly picks up on the fact that he's leaving snow tracks from yeah. his footprints, and so he decides to kind of double back. He doubles back, starts kind of wiping his prints away, and hides and. Jack is just chasing after him. It's all done with this beautiful steady cam that's just weaving around the hedge maze in the snow. Give me that front shot. And it's all lit beautifully because there's supposed to be just like natural light. Or not natural lights. There's lights in the hedge maze. Yes. So it's supposed to just be lit. It's illuminating the snow, giving almost like a foggy atmosphere as well. It's just packed, packed full of feet deep of snow everywhere. And you're going to get lost. You know, this is like, we're going to get lost. Somebody's going to get lost. And he, Jack passes Danny. Danny hid what he did. How saved him. And Jack keeps going down the maze. And then Danny follows his dad's tracks out of the maze. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And Jack is lost. He's in the room. And they're all like, where are you? He's just like insane. Wendy finds Danny. And they embrace. They're like, let's get the fuck out of here. And they get on Dick Hollerman. Yeah. Snowcat, and they're like, bye. Right off into the sunset, and we get a, a, a shot of Jack in the maze. Yeah, it cuts to like the next day, and he's just sitting there frozen. Frozen. Solid. Little drippies of uh, icicles off his chin. and it's kind of an iconic shot. <laughs> and then the camera zooms back to the hotel. We get last shots of that. Goes inside. Goes down the hallway. And then we see this picture frame on a um, uh, on one of the walls. Look the overlook. 1920. Midnight. The stars and you. It's this picture of 1921's July 4th ball. 
It's full of just people in flapper costumes, costumes of the era. In the and in the middle, in the very middle, where you think maybe the the host, the MC, the caretaker of the property of the event might be, is Jack like Torrance standing right there smiling. in that picture, commemorated forever, smiling. His Jack Nicholson grin, and just slowly keeps zooming in tighter and tighter on his face until it goes to the end credits. Then, so we're like left to wonder, like, oh, so it's just reincarnated that spirit kept reincarnating for yes. evil or that spirit just couldn't leave the hotel and kept getting yeah and there's a funny scene it's you know towards the beginning this movie is well over two uh, hours uh 20 minutes maybe I, it's 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 over two hours and um there's a scene where jack and wendy wendy's like oh when i first got here you know i was like i don't know about this i just had a weird feeling and jack says huh, when I got here, even on the drive, I always kind of felt at home. Like I was just being drawn home. Yep. And... Yeah, it's not so much like possessed, it is like drawn back. Like, yeah, like if you if you were in fact reincarnated and you were having to come something back. Something bringing you back. Pay your respects, a weird pilgrimage of some sorts. But yeah, okay. And then the cool thing is at the very end of the movie, there was like this cool crossover where Tangina comes in and like gets all the spirits taken out of the house. Tangina! (laughs) She's here! She wants to clean your home! (laughs) Your hotel's fine! And then Wendy comes in she's like, oh, hi, hon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, what if there was a crossover where Tangina came and saved Wendy or like took her through like a portal? I think it's the sequel really needed. I mean, I love Doctor Sleep, but I think we needed the Tangina Wendy Torrance. Yep. It's what we needed. Ghost action adventure movie. Yep. It's what we're going to create. We're going to get right on it after we visit Estes Park and see the Stanley Hotel. We're so excited. We're getting closer and closer. It's like a nine and a half hour drive from Oklahoma City to the Denver area. So we're on the last leg. I think we have maybe another hour or two, hour and a half left. And we've just been creeping uphill, ascending, ascending, guys. We're going to be 7,500 feet above sea level. It's gonna be high up. High up in the mountains, our ears are uh pop mine have started to pop. I hope after. I don't get altitude sickness. Oh no, you little altitude I'm, cutie. I'm a little altitude cutie. <laughs> cutie cute cute. Alright, well we're gonna go have fun in Colorado and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Don't leave. We'll be right back and tell you all about it. And we're gonna do our favorite scenes, our knife ratings, and tell you about our next episode. And just give you a recap on everything. Stay tuned. See you in the tent. back. Hello. Told you we wouldn't be gone long. Oh my gosh, but we have had a blast since we last spoke. Yeah, we had a colorful Colorado adventure, (laughs) to say the least. It was kind of like hashtag goals. It was also pretty quintessential Colorado. Yes. Smelled wonderful, that mountain fresh air. Oh, it was amazing. The views of those snow-capped mountaintops. Yeah, everywhere you looked, it was just gorgeousness. We were laughing because we couldn't stop saying, like, oh, my God, look at that. Or, I want to take a picture. Look at that. Oh, yes. my God. We but, had to uh, forgive each other for stopping so many times to just get 
a picture of a skyline or a mountain top or snow. Snow. Yeah, um, we first, before we went to the Stanley Hotel, we stayed the night in Denver. We had yes. a really good evening. We went to Casa Bonita's, like we said, and OMG. It, Go with caution. Tread with caution. It was an experience. Yeah, it was great, especially for us South Park fans. It's like, we had to go. We were in the area. Yes. We, if you're a South Park fan, you know We'd have been remiss we didn't. But we went and we waited for 90 minutes. It's the weirdest setup. You don't go in, put your name down, and you know, get a little buzzer and wait to get seated. No, you that get, does not happen. You at get all. in a line. Yep. And when we first got in the line, it looked kind of like a long line, but you, you couldn't see really that far. So we got in it and then just kept going and going, going. We no joke waited an hour and thirty minutes. We got there at five thirty. We didn't sit down until seven. But it's this weird system where you like wait in the line, then you order while you're in the line, and at the end of the line you pick up your food, and yep. then you go up to like a host and they seat you. And then you kind of go into this big, huge like theat. Like it's it's multiple levels. It's all kind of in this round area facing this waterfall. There's a Looks stage. Yeah, very like jungle Mexican, you know, Aztec yes. vibe is what they're kind of going for, Mayan. You have your food, you sit down, your server's like, here's your little flag, you let me know what you need. You're watching cliff divers and people like doing a little show, like they kept coming out. And being pirates and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, being funny in a family-friendly kind of way. So, yeah, AKA, children running everywhere. Cheesy as fuck. It was crowded. Yes. Um, our, my advice would be never go on a Saturday. Or if you do, as we were leaving at 8 o'clock, there was no more line. Yeah, so I go would go late. later. We thought maybe we were sneaking in there. You know, 5.30 is kind of getting close to some dinner time. We're like, eh, it's a little early. Maybe it'll be. No. I think we went at the worst time possible. Yeah, we... But, yeah, we saw the cliff divers. We went through Black Bart's Cave. They're a funny little haunted attraction. They have everything in there. Video games. We you ate get... yummy Mexican food. Oh, we yeah. had sofias and margaritas, swirls. And it's, like, all you can eat, so they have a little flag that you can raise when you want more. I want more enchiladas, so I got more enchiladas. Justin got another taco. Oh, my God, the taco were so good. Well, one... And one of the taco... The taco that soggy. I got, I had gotten soggy, <laughs> so I was like, I actually want, like, a taco that... Yeah, long story short, yeah. you know. So it was taco. fun. If you're... If, like I said, if you're there, tread with caution. It's a very, like, novel, gimmicky place, but it was hysterical. Um, yeah, we've We've seen it. We've done it. Yeah. We don't have to do it again. Check yeah. that off our bucket list. Probably won't go back for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so we got done with Casa Bonita's, and we had so much fun doing that. We went and walked, walked around. around downtown yep. Denver. We had, you know... It's so nice at night. It's like a nice, strollable city, Denver. Is. Yeah. The just mountain air coming down. So fresh. We're strolling on the like little river canal area that they had. And then we... 16th Street, right? Is what yeah. It was. Yeah, like I'm trying to remember. 16th Street Mall. Yes. We were walking That's around. Right. So that was fun. And then the next day we went and had brunch. Then we headed up the mountain to the Stanley Hotel at Estes Park. And it was an incredible climb. Like the drive up was yeah. just, again, a how far some most of us constantly like oh my god look at that oh do i need to stop oh 
I missed that stop to stop to take a picture. Where yes. can we stop to take pictures? For like, Joss and James. It was, yeah, we're not, we're from Oklahoma. It's flat around here. So to be like up in the mountains and it's the end, right now we're recording this at the beginning of March, so it's the end of winter. You'll be listening, it'll be the beginning of spring, perhaps. Yeah. And just to see all the snow melting, get that last little taste of winter, it was so nice. But then you get to Estes Park and there up on the hill you just see it you can see it from all different points of town is the stanley hotel you can see it it's a shining beacon on this like top like the of crest of this mountain it's yeah it overlooks this cute little town of estes park and it's like kind of quintessential what you think of like a colorado mountain town Big white hotel. I want to live there. Yeah, it's and then on top of the hill overlooking it is this gorgeous white hotel, like we said earlier, built in 1909. So it has like this grandeur about it's it. It's very that Victorian. You don't see anymore in hotels. It's, you know, it's not like a block. Awesome shape. veranda entrance staircase. They have the beginnings of a hedge maze. Yes, they did plan a hedge maze in 2015, in response to like. As a thank you is what the video said. We they, we built it in 2015 as a thank you to all the Shining fans and the people that keep, like, I guess, the memory alive of the Stanley. It's probably that book and movie and the miniseries have yeah, all probably contributed. it's an association that yeah. comes with it. We check in. We go up to our room. We are in room 211. And... and few doors down there's legendary 217 just like we could see it from our room it was like hi there you are we would wave to it yeah of course we had to go Sis. take pictures and videos um waited to see if stephen king would show up but he didn't no he never did he never showed up he wasn't sitting there writing on like a little typewriter in the room he's like guys i live in maine i don't live at the stanley hotel we adventured like, sorry, around sir. and saw the different levels of the hotel uh, that we could have access to. They also Yeah, yeah the lobby is so nice, too. There's, like, two fireplaces. There's a car, an old-fashioned car that, I guess, used to transport people around the Stanley. There's just all kinds of, you know, a nice piano. Yeah. It, to both sides of the lobby are the different ballrooms and... It just had like an old timey feel to it and haunted it's haunted oh we experienced our own moment of haunting in our room when <laughs> it's a little embarrassing we okay? had a moment of vulnerability we <laughs> share multiple hotel rooms oh, we're best as friends but we don't watch each other poop no and, that's you know after a long journey sometimes you gotta take care of yourself i had to, i needed to sit down for a minute <laughs> And as I'm doing so, the bathroom door just flies open. And there's Justine stretching, looking right at me. And I'm like, hey, Justine, I'm literally pooping right now. Can you shut that door? So to walk over, shut, shut the, the door. Shut the door. Two minutes later. See my friend briefly. I door. I still haven't finished. I told Justine, like, I'm so glad that door didn't open while I was wiping my ass. Because if you saw my butthole, like, I don't think our friendship could yeah, survive. I, I, yeah, I don't know where we would be on the other side of that. So, yeah, it happened twice. It's like the ghost was trying to shame me. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to play a joke on you. He's either a prankster or a shamer. I can't decide. One or the other or the same. So that was, that was our paranormal experience. But 
another cool thing at the hotel they have an on-site clairvoyant but yes, she wasn't there she wasn't there <laughs> well when we saw her her office hours weren't we, we went down there late in yeah. the evening time. And they also do daytime and nighttime tours. They do like ghost tours and like folklore tours and history tours of the hotel. We weren't really interested. I know we probably should have done the ghost tour, but we were only there for a night. We wanted to kind of see the town a little bit. We went for a nice hike around Estes Lake. Yeah, we did a four mile hike. It was so beautiful. One of the best walks ever. Around a lake in this little town, this mountain town. Ice, snow, caps everywhere, but it was like probably 45 degrees. We didn't really get cold till maybe the last mile. Yeah, and, and then my fingers got a little freezy. It was, yeah, it was awesome. And then we had nice dinner at the hotel. We yes. had wine and beer by the oh, fire. Oh, the beer was themed like The Shining. Uh, the, it was called The Shining and then Red Rum. Yeah, and both of the bottles were really cool. Justine had the beers. I was boring and had wine. Yeah, well, I got the themed things because <laughs> yeah, that's the what theme. we were there for. I know. He was a bitch, She's, so. I was being a wine open. He bitch. wanted a wine by the fire. He and had then I got, I got, I got a free glass of wine because yes. we got a charcuterie board, and they didn't bring, like, the little bread, the toasted bread. And so then we had to wait longer So for since it. we had to wait longer for our toasted bread, he gave me some free wine. I know. It's kind of, like, so first <laughs> Bougie, world. yeah. Sir, we didn't get our toasted We did not ask bread. for it, though. He was just so generous and yeah, gave we us, were, like, this bread basket. We're not assholes to waiters at all. We're quite the opposite. We're very forgiving and understanding. And yeah. I mean, hello. We... Uh, who knows? It might not have even been his fault. Maybe it just yeah. wasn't sitting up there. So then he had to go back there and be like, hey, And then he gave us, like, sir. all the bread. Like, yeah. he gave us toasted pieces. He gave us some nice rosemary bread. He gave us crackers. We were like, wow. Yeah. He's like, Do and then the wine. He was just, he was working for that tip. He was. We gave it to him. And then another funny little thing, it was, my our phones were saying it was snowing outside. And we yeah. got so excited and we run out to the big veranda, which we had set out on earlier and just like took in the views. But we took ran out pictures, there at like, yeah. maybe 9 p.m. would you say? 8.30, 9 p.m.? It was what our phones were saying it's snowing, snow showers. No, we go outside, it's just raining. There wasn't, a, there was not a single flake. We were so excited to see snow at the Stanley Hotel. We we're like, holy shit, holy yes. So our phones lied to us for a moment. It was just like sleeting. And know? then the next morning, I'm looking at my phone and it says 70% chance of snow at 7 a.m. So 7 a.m. comes around. I'm looking out the window, nothing. So no it, just, it teased us with snow twice. No. But and it we, didn't put out. We enjoyed our evening there and took in our shining, you know, just like got zen centered. Yeah. We did face masks in the hotel room and hung out. I wore my shining socks. You know, we yeah, really tried to just submerge ourselves. Yeah, we were basically just like, oh my God, we're here at the Stanley Hotel. We couldn't get over it. It was awesome. We still can't get over it. We're back in Oklahoma now. We've been driving for about, what, nine hours? Oh we have probably God, about yeah. like another hour we, left, yeah. hour 15 left. We still got a, a little bit more. We've been on the road for a tip. So we sound delirious now, or yeah. not so peppy. That's why maybe we need to start recording 
the <laughs> second part, like at the beginning of our trip. I noticed lately we've been doing it at the end, and we're like, uh, we're back in Oklahoma. Tired. Yeah. yeah, but it's been a nice little three-day trip. I've enjoyed it, Josh. But let's get back into the movie. Let's do our yeah. favorite scenes but and knives ratings. First, let me say, though, if you're ever in the area and get to stay at Estes Park, it's worth saving up a few extra dollars to stay at the Stanley Hotel. It is a little pricey. That's why we only stayed one night. We stayed one night in Denver because it is, it's a cool $300 or more. So, but it's worth it. You get a full, you get that experience and you get that really nice mountain town lodge experience too at the Stanley. You can understand why when you stay there you, you're like yep I get it Stephen King. Yeah you're like yeah this place is special. There's something about it and I could also see you know like we were so happy when we were there but you know he wrote a sadder yeah, story. <laughs> now moving on to the movie like you said. Yeah here we go let's talk fave scenes you want to start us off? Mr. Josh, yeah. Soul Survivor, Mr. Josh, fave scenes. How about you? I think, like, no, you go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. I will say my favorite scenes are the scenes that creep me out the most, maybe more as an adult than they did, like, maybe 20 years ago or however, when I saw it when I was young, are the scenes with, like, Lloyd and Grady how, and how those really set up his psyche, how sinister those scenes are how those are the scenes where the evil is really seething into him yeah and they're really taking over his He's mind seeing these people in the bathroom they're the barkeeper they're and especially with grady in the bathroom he gets so blunt you know he uses the weird racial slurs it's so uncomfortable but then just how he's like yeah kill your family you need to do something about what your wife's doing you know, she's up to no good. Take care of it now. It's time. Yeah, it's really unsettling. I know I use that word a lot, but it's true. I get unsettled. Um, there's also, there's so many good scenes. I, but I'm going to go with that. We can talk about more after you say yours. Okay. I want to accidentally say yours. So your fave scenes... Or like the bar scenes the and the bathroom scenes. Bar scene. scenes and the bathroom scenes. Yeah, okay. I like the Jack Torrance getting like... Getting yeah, fucked him downward spiraling. Yeah. Okay, all right, I got you. All right, well, I'm gonna go for a way more kind of just classic, iconic scene of Jack uh, axing down the door and Shelley Duvall just giving her all. Yes. She the performance is phenomenal as she's so scared. She has that knife. She's so frightened. You have that classic. Here's Johnny moment i i'm at my like heightened scared <laughs> like i'm so frightened i don't know well at this point i do know i've seen this movie a ton of times but it's just um it's that culmination part you know he's pure evil now and she's having to protect her child and it's all downhill from now yeah i like that too it's kind of like a mixture of paranormal turns from like paranormal to almost just like a classic slasher yeah. with and him the, running around the hotel with an axe after his wife and child. And, and you've heard the story before. They told you it at the beginning that somebody killed their family there, so now it's kind of coming full circle again. You start really just realize you're, uh, you just don't know. Are they going to survive? Because that last family didn't. 
you know, is Wendy gonna make it? Is she gonna make it? Danny, yes. poor Danny, yes, with all will. of his like psychic abilities, is Tony gonna give him the info he needs? Uh, hey, we don't know in this moment, but we're so scared. And Jack's coming after us. I think you do know what happens. Well, I know I now. But... <laughs> yeah, the, those scenes are great. They're kind of like that's like the classic. I think that's what people think of when they think of The Shining is Jack Nicholson chopping the door down. With the axe you peeking in. You can see in. it in Twister, the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it even, like, it's, like, in the culture, you know, we... Yeah, it's very much, like, an iconic pop culture moment. I love it. Johnny. Yeah. I also like, they're not really scenes. They're more of, like, just small moments, but they're very effective. Like, when a lot of the imagery that Danny sees, like the blood coming through the, the elevators or the twin girls at the end of the hall or even when he has that flash where they're have they been completely like chopped up yeah and they're axed down and they're all and bloody and it's just a quick it, it doesn't even stay on it for more than probably a second it might even be less than a second it's so just fast a flash it's, of horror it's very graphic but it's like and it's perfectly set up like the mise-en-scene that Stanley Kubrick, you know, if you were just to to pause it, it looks like a grotesque, beautiful painting almost. And yeah. so I like all those moments, all the quick flashes of things that Danny sees. I do love, I enjoy all the aerial kind of shots. Areola. Area, anus, what? <laughs> Coming in the um, opening with the music uh, and... Oh, we you, kept doing that as we were yeah. driving in and out of... <laughs> Estes Park and it's just beautiful so there's this beauty but also this like beautiful beauty beautiful <laughs> beautiful beauty beautiful beauty anyways it's beautiful but it's also like there's chair it's building up to the kind of isolation of it they're driving in and nope they're going to be all by themselves. It, it's going to be scary for them, too. The funny thing is, the Stanley, though, isn't as isolated as no. the Overlook in the movie or even the Overlook in the miniseries. I mean, the town is literally just or below the, the hill. Yeah, or in the book. Like, yeah. Um, Everything else sets it up to be, like, very isolated and very um, kind of, like, climate... Um, hinged on, like, the fact that if, like, it's snowing, like, you're stuck. Yeah. They had the, yeah, it was easy to get in and out of there. <laughs> <laughs> they were just a street above, like, where the main little Estes Park village town was. They were just on top of the mountain. It was a stone's throw. Yes. It was so, gorgeous. Knives ratings. Are we both? Are we even joking? I yeah, mean, like, five yeah, knives. five knives. Come on. We chose a classic. It's probably the one thing I disagree genre with. Genre-defining yeah, movie. Yeah, for number 50. Yes. We had to go with a big classic for our 50th episode. But, yeah, I was about to say, it's the one thing I disagree with Stephen King about. The movie's great. It might not be a great adaptation of his book, but it's a great movie. It might not be true to what he thinks his book is. But it's a great movie. You know, I could just keep saying that. Yeah, and I think he's just a little, um, pride hurt. A little peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. 
his, his script didn't get picked up. And that's okay. Own your feelings, Steve. Own your feelings, Steve. Just do that and things will be better. No, it's like... What can, what can, it, it's a it's kind of a perfect movie. It is. It looks great. I think the acting's great. Everything about it, yeah. The tension, the storytelling. It's wonderful. It's genre defying. <laughs> Keep saying like. I know. I'm delirious at this point. Right. <laughs> but yeah, okay. we love it. The Shining classic. Yeah, happy fifty. Our seal of approval. Coming up next episode though guys we're kind of delving into that like kinder horror area again it's not like a hundred percent a horror movie maybe not even 50 percent a horror movie but it's a movie that as a child i think um really creeps you out really scares you or at least gets you thinking about things we're going to go on a chocolate tour at bed the Dre Chocolates. Yes. And we're going to cover Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, it's um, a uh, Oklahoma chocolate made, but yeah, they uh, supply nationwide. And so we're going to go there and do a little... Factory tour. Factory tour. Hopefully there's no Oompa So yeah, that's coming up next month. Um, check out... Scream Queens Horror Movie Road Trip Podcast. On all the formats. Your Instagrams, your face places, and your, <laughs> your Twitters, your Twatters. <laughs> go to all the places, follow us. Please go give us uh, that five star rating yeah, and a we, nice little review. It helps do. us, it gets us seen more. The more ratings we have, especially the more five star ratings we have, the better chances of us getting you know, seen more. You by know, people that, and that algorithm thingy. Yeah, check us out in all the places, help us out in all the places. Appreciate we love your you. love and we'll, support. We'll be back soon, guys. All right. Good night. Bye.